this edition is going to be a little bit something special for you guys. Um, I've decided to take a uh, step away from the sports for a little bit. I'll still give you a little bit of an update on the Red Sox right now, coming off of a huge series win uh, against the Yankees and the Rays. Three out of four against the Yankees is huge. And earlier in the in the podcast, or last podcast, you heard me talk about um, the pitching issues, which have continued as of lately. Uh, they lost to the Rays tonight, 6-5 to five as I'm recording this, uh, very, very early on Wednesday morning. It's about 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I like to talk when I'm, when I'm up late. Um, but still, 6-5 to five against the Rays. They don't have a great lineup. It's, it's disappointing, but... You know, they still scored five runs because the offense is still producing, and we know that they have the top offense in the MLB. Uh, but the bullpen has been much better. Still a little bit shaky at times, although they've been improving. And the starting pitching has been outstanding as of late. Uh, and they beat up against the Yankees. First game was 19-3. to And, and that, that right there is the potential that we see that this team can have with, with that power lineup, you know, Mookie Betts has started to heat up a little bit. J.D. Martinez is getting to the player he was last year. And, you know, you have Rafi Devers and Xander Bogarts who are having career years this year as well. So no reason that this team shouldn't take three out of four against the Yankees because ultimately they have the talent. And uh, we've, we've seen it. We've seen it at times. And unfortunately, they've just been extremely inconsistent so just a little update for you guys there before we get into today's subject, um, which uh, is going to be, uh, it's not going to be in the sports world. Um, I've decided that uh, I want to take, I want to take this, this episode to, um, to talk about um, myself, not to sound selfish or anything, um, but Recently, and I'm sure that some of you who are listening know, um, I have been struggling with some extreme mental health issues. Um, I've battled with um, severe depression. I've been to the hospital for suicidal thoughts. And um, I just thought it was time that I told my story and... Ultimately, my goal is to have people learn from my story because I, I, don't, I don't want people to go through what I went through and I want, people to, I want people to get the help that they deserve and I wish that I had the help um, that, that, I can, that I'm trying to supply for people. And, and I'm, I'm going to be very open. I'm going to be very honest. Um, I, I did some fucked up things. Um, I'm not going to lie, I went through periods where I was considered a stalker, I went through periods, a drug addiction, everything f between those two, um, and, and obviously it wasn't my proudest moments, but um, I'm happy to say that uh, I've, 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 I've gotten out of it and I, I'm in a much better place now, um, so I thought it was time that I kind of told the world what I went through. So um, just want to let you guys know that uh, some of the names in this have been adapted for privacy reasons. 
um, but a majority of them, or some of them, um, have remained the same. So I guess I'll get started. It all kind of began um, in January um, of 2019. Uh, I had to have some surgery done. Um, I had to have some tissue removed from my um, left breast. And I know you're probably wondering how this has to relate uh, with with severe depression, but it it it, it, it hit me hard. Um, and it was the winter, and I was unable to do any athletic activities for up to six weeks, and it drove me nuts. I couldn't even carry a backpack in school. Um, I was called wheels at school, which is fine. I mean, it's it's kind of funny, and I still laugh at it today a little bit. But but I hated not not being able to to be the active the active person that I've been in the past, and it it, it hit me hard, and and um, and it 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 put me into this downward spiral of depression that I, I'm gonna sadly have to deal with my whole life. But luckily, this entire experience. I've learned some incredibly important skills um, on how to how to adapt in certain situations and how to make the best of it. Um, and so when I got surgery in the winter, not being able to do anything, uh, I had a lack of sunlight, lack of vitamins, I didn't eat very well, I wasn't physically active. Um, and in the meantime, I was right in the middle of falling head over heels for this girl. And uh, that was that was really the big mistake right there. And so between, you know, having your heart broken and and being depressed because you you can't do anything, it, it 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 adds up. It gets to you, and I did some some really messed up things um, in the past few months. Um, I've run away from home. I've showed up to public events, stoned out of my mind. I've stalked people. I've lied to my parents. Like the list just goes on and on on of of things that I've done that that I, I'm not proud of. Um, but ultimately. They've, they've helped me learn some of the most important lessons that I've ever learned in my life today. And without these, without these lessons, I don't, I don't know if I would be able to survive um, on my own in the future, let alone go to college. So these, these things that I've learned have been incredibly important, and I use them on an everyday level um, to get over even just little, little things that stress me out, whether it's schoolwork or whether it's relationships that I've damaged in the past um, that I, I need to repair. It doesn't matter. Any little thing that stresses me out, I, I use these skills. Um, I use these skills to adapt and to change. And I, I went through this process starting in January, and I'm just getting out of it now probably in mid-July was when I really felt felt like myself again. And I, some of the stories that I have to tell are entertaining, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but they're a little bit sketchy, too. Um, and so we'll start with 
the first one, which is where my breakup really began. Um, so I, I was uh, at my girlfriend, um, I was at her house, and um, I fell asleep, and my phone was uh, on her nightstand, and my parents called me, and it was about 9 o'clock. Um, and I got a text from my mom saying, where are you? You were told to be home at 8, which I was, but the communication wasn't very clear. Um, and I just ignored it because I was madly in love, and I, I, I didn't know anything else. And she was the only thing I knew, um, which is one thing that I learned was that you can't rely on, on one person so much. And you can't dump all of your problems on everyone else. And I've seen other people do this, and I've seen it fail. And I saw it fail for me, and I'm, I'm watching it fail for other people right now, and it's a shame. But that's one of the most important skills I learned from this. But anyways, I was, um, I was just laying in her bed, and my mom texted me, and I didn't respond. And she freaked out. Um, she called my cousin. She called um, Taylor's mom to try to get in touch with me, and ultimately uh, she did, and her mom called called Taylor, and um, I was sent home, and when I got home, uh, things had already been a little bit tough around the house, and um, got in a big fight with my parents, and I just walked out, and I don't know if, if you guys know, but winter in New Hampshire isn't particularly great um and it was a really cold night it was below freezing uh it was sleet um i was freezing and i left and when i got to the end of the road um i called taylor because i, I had no one else i had no one else to go to and she was the only person i knew that could help me and i called her and i don't know what i was thinking because what's a 15 year old girl gonna do in that situation. I'm in the middle of the road at 10.30 at night. What, what's she going to do? And it, it put a lot of stress on not only her, but her family and her friends and and, and everyone in my life too. Um, and so she called her mom and her mom called me. Um, and ultimately the police came. Um, there was a missing persons report. Um, and my dad picked me up about 45 minutes to an hour later right outside my grandfather's house and the next day I went in and I watched my girlfriend's um, attitude towards me completely change the minute I saw her I, I should have known it wasn't going to work out because you could just tell she was beat down um and I really tried. I tried to make things work, but between relying too much on drugs, relying too much on her, it, it just it did it was it was a bad mix. Um, and I, I I treated my parents like shit. I treated Taylor like shit. I treated a lot of people in my life, and I'm lucky that a lot of my friends have stayed with me today because the, the patience that it requires to um, to deal with with me at one thirty in the morning sobbing because of not only a girl but just your life falling apart is it it's it's a lot and i I lost a lot of friends um, but but ultimately 
um, I found the ones who, who really cared, who when I was in the hospital for suicidal thoughts, um, would come and visit me and bring me candy and sit in there for hours with me in this boring room while some creepo watched over me to make sure I wasn't going to try and kill myself in some absurd way. And, and I saw, I saw that, that there was more, there was more to it than just a girl, that I had so much support and, and I did, I was in the hospital for suicidal thoughts. I, I did have a plan. I wanted, um, I wanted to go to the side of the highway and just, you know, step in front of a 18 wheeler truck and, and that would be it. But. Um, my mom found out that I was having suicidal thoughts and she sent me to the hospital. Um, and, and that, that, that was a needed experience. It, it not only did it show me that I was, I wasn't as fucked up as I thought I was. Um, it almost scared, scared some of the depression right out of me. And it, it, it let me see that, that I don't have it the worst. And that, that was, that was really nice to see and I know that sounds kind of bad because what other people are going through is terrible and and I sadly I can't even relate to that sometimes because of how terrible it is but you know they sent me to um, this hospital in Hampstead and when I got there the guy asked me uh, if I had any plans to kill myself and and I said yeah I told him um, what I was going to do what my what my plan I had two plans what my plans were and he told me that I couldn't sleep uh, in a room and I had to sleep outside on a cot right uh, in front of the advisors for the night and keep in mind that this was after I had just spent three nights um, in a hospital room that was not much bigger than a closet with nothing nothing on the walls nothing to do just boredom and so I, I was pretty, I was, I was pissed off. And so my parents finally got there um, because I had to take an ambulance down. I was escorted. And um, when they got there, they wouldn't let me see them. And then uh, I, I, I threw a fit. I, 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 I threw a hissy fit. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I cried a lot um, until ultimately they, they had no choice but, but, to bring in my parents to calm me down. And um, we were sitting in a room, and there was um, my watcher, I don't know what you want to call him, but the, the, the head advisor um, was there, and he was talking to me, and we had to fill out a bunch of paperwork. And I was very rude to him. <laughs> I told him that whatever he was saying was wrong, and that it wasn't true, and that I didn't need to be there and that I wanted to see a doctor immediately so that I could be discharged. And, and I had no choice but to stay the night. Um, and I, 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 I didn't like that. I, I, my parents were able to calm me down and I did spend one night. Um, I had a roommate who was massive. He was probably six, seven, and uh, not gonna lie, I was a little bit scared of him. Um, but he ended up being one of the nicest kids I've ever met. Uh, he was super, super quiet. Um, 
and I, I haven't talked to him since, but I hope he's I hope he's doing much better. But he had some significant anxiety. Um, and so the next day when I woke up, um, we both went to breakfast and both of us were too afraid to ask for food because none of we didn't feel it was our first day and we didn't feel comfortable with anyone there. And we, we, were, we were both so nervous to ask for food that, that neither of us would. Um, and so we just, sat in, we just sat in this common area, which was not much nicer than a hospital room, to be honest, um, starving, because both of us hadn't eaten in, in over 12 hours. Um, and I just was sitting there waiting for the doctors to come in and, and call my name so that um, so that they could come see me and see that that I wasn't I wasn't as messed up as 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 I made it seem in the beginning and I, t I told them what happened and and it, it sounds like uh, it sounds like it was all because of, of this girl when in reality it was I was put on this new medicine and it, it just fucked with my brain chemistry and I had suicidal thoughts, and I think, I, sure, being dumped did add on to it, and having seasonal depression did did add on to it, but it, ultimately, it was it was the medicine, and no one would no one would believe me, except for the doctors, because they knew that 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 could that could affect your brain chemistry, and so I, I wanted to see them so that I could not not convince them, but show them who, who I actually was and show them that I was, I was fine and that I could, I was able to be discharged. Um, and ultimately that did happen and I left. Um, but going back to school w was the, was probably the toughest part of, of this process. Um, I went back, I think I got out of the hospital on a Thursday and I went back on a Friday, um, just to see my teachers and my counselors and the rumors already started. I walked in and I was there for probably 45 minutes and in between classes I was walking down the hallways and everyone was just looking at me in a weird way and people who I was friends with wouldn't talk to me. Um, people who have never talked to me before would ask me if I was doing okay. And I just knew that there was, there was some eerie feeling about me being back and and there were a lot of crazy crazy things going around saying you know i was put in an insane asylum and um i'm crazy and i talked myself out of it and i convinced the doctors to let me go and that i'm still this insane kid and still people believe this today that that i'm this messed up human being and they think that i have this this disease that makes me insane when when really I'm just I'm just like any other high school senior. I'm I'm a three sport athlete. I have a decent friend group. People know who I am. You know, I'm not unpopular, but I'm not like the star. Like I'm I'm just a normal high school kid. My grades are okay. But people made me out to be this this like monstrous thing. So not only was that was that was that the toughest part, but also, the people who who thought that I was just being 
a, a pussy, and I'm doing air quotes as I say that. But uh, but I, I did get a lot of that, like, oh, you're a man, like, man up to it, it's depression. And, 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 and that made me really mad, that made me really upset, because mental health is, it, it is, it's a disease. And the way I like to think of it is, is like diabetes. With diabetes, you need you need your insulin, or you're, you you can't live. And so the way I think of my medicine is I think of it as my insulin to heal my diabetes, and that it's not it's not a weakness. It's it's just something that, that I was unfortunately born with, and and unfortunately I'm gonna suffer with for my entire life. But I need I need to to learn the skills and get the medicine and the advice from the doctors to to be able to get out of it. And and it's it, it's like any other disease. I mean, I've seen people compare it to cancer. And so when people say that I'm being quote a pussy, it it doesn't settle well. And still it's still people think that and I see it and unfortunately some of some of my friends were the people who thought that and I had a really really hard time being nice to certain people. Um who who believe that and 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 that's that's one of the other skills I learned was just just getting over it that it was just getting over what what certain people thought and that ultimately it doesn't really matter unless those people are the ones that truly care but after I got out of the hospital I was still tripping over this girl and I would sit in my room at night and listen to depressing music and just sob and i would call people and they they i don't know what they i mean i, I my 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 best friend Dougie, i don't i don't know what i would do without without him he's he helped me through a majority of those nights where i would be sitting in my room just listening to yeah, you know the the classic breakup music where oh it's it's all my fault or she said she said this she said that and you know just stuff that would that you could relate to almost and and it sounds weird but but it it, it made me feel a lot better and it it kind of helped me get to where I am today but when I got out of the hospital I w- I was I was still struggling and pretty significantly, um, I would I would cry n- nightly over over this girl, and I would listen to this depressing music over and over and over again, just because I felt like I was the only one still going through this, and that no one else could relate. And so I I did I ended up turning to self harm. And I, and I ended up cutting, and I, um, I would, I would go into the bathroom. Um, I'd put on that music, and I would take a pair of scissors and start slicing away. And one of the rumors that came out was that was that I, I carved Taylor's initials in, into my wrist, and that that was false. Um, and it, it all started um, at a baseball game. Um, I was put on to the, the varsity baseball team, which I ultimately was taken off of due to due to my mental health issues. But 
um, I, I, I cut right before a baseball game, and I had blood and scars everywhere, and I, I didn't, I didn't really know what to do, and so I, I wrapped my wrists before the game, um, and we were sitting in the dugout, and I was sitting with my friend Connor, and I, I and he asked what was on my wrist, and he looked down, and it was a bandage, and on the bandage it said, it said, check. And on the bandage um, were, were Taylor's initials. And he, he asked me what it was, and, and, and I lied, and I said, oh, it's, it's for Toronto, because I had just, I had just visited Toronto. And, and the whole bench knew that, that, that it was bullshit, and, and they, all knew, they all knew what it really meant. And ultimately, the, the tape ended up being too tight, and my friend Connor, he, he helped me retape my wrists. Um, but while, while that was going on, I got called. I got called um, to go out onto the field and 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 to and to be put into the game, and I refused. I I, I was not going to go out there, um, without without her initials on my wrist, and and ultimately I, I needed Connor to finish taping my wrist, and 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 he did, and um, there was a delay in the game because. I felt that in order for me to play, I needed every little bit that I could bring me of of who I at the time I thought was my was my true love. It, everyone thinks that at some point during a relationship this serious, but in the end, it it, it didn't work out, and I refused to play without. Her initials written on my wrist, and and every game after that, I would go down to the field, and I would I would write them on my wrist, and I eventually was approached by by some friends, and they told me how it, it came off as a little bit creepy, and now I can I I can see that, and and it wasn't that I was just writing tr on my wrist tape after games, I wrote it everywhere, I wrote it on my glove, my hat my cleats, any little thing I could find it. I, I wanted to, to to express my love love for this one girl, which is ridiculous. I'll, I'll admit it, it was ridiculous, and, and I can see how how it would come off as, as being stalkerish and a little bit creepy. And my friends approached me about it and, and told me that I, sh I should stop. And so, so I, I, I tried, I did. Um, and instead of putting her name, her initials on my on my wrist, I wrote down all the initials of my friends that helped me get to where I am today. And, and still, every time I I play an athletic event, I write I write Apple's initials, I write Dougie's initials, I write Kate's initials, I write I write all of these initials, I write Connor's initials on my wrist because I know that that those are those are the people who are going to always be there for me. And, and I, it sounds weird, but I feel almost naked if I'm out there on the field without, without these things written on my wrist. And it all, it all started due, due to this, this self-harm incident. 
Um, but but still, from here things things continued continued to go downhill, and and I I, I turned to drugs. Um, you know, I was I was smoking weed almost every night and every morning. Um, I showed up to my school concert so high that 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 I can't even remember it, and and there's video footage of me dancing like a crazy person in the back to a version of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, and it, it just, everyone knew that, that something was wrong, and, and, and that this wasn't me, and I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally do something like this, and, and so I admitted to it. Um, and I went to my counselor and, and, and I told her everything that happened and ultimately the, the, the school um, made the decision um, and signed me up um, and required me to, to go to, to drug and alcohol counseling. And it, to be honest, it, it didn't help at all. It didn't make me feel better. It actually made me feel worse. Um, because I saw that, that that I actually had a very significant issue and that that I, I didn't really know how to deal with, with what was going on in my life and and the only way that, that I was surviving right now was 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 weed. And it took me a really, really long time to try to get over that. And on the day of my drug and alcohol counseling, I got to school and I didn't I didn't want to go. And so I took one of my buddy's um, stuff and I went into the bathroom and walked out five minutes later, stoned out of my mind, not knowing what class I had or where to go. And I showed up to drug and alcohol counseling still a little bit, a little bit foggy, and it, it, it just stuff like that. It, it adds up, and it 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 makes you lose trust um, from people. It makes you lose trust from your parents and your friends, and it makes people look at you differently. And and still today, even though that I've I've gotten back somewhat to the person that I was. Before all of this, people still look at me differently, and 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 now now I know now I know that that there's addiction in my blood, and and I need to be careful with that stuff, and and you 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 start to lose trust in people. When when people start leaving like that, you you have a really hard time trusting the ones, knowing who to trust, I guess. And still, I, I have a really hard time trusting people to this day because of what happened. And I don't, it, it's, it's going to be an ongoing issue for life. And, and I, I, I want people, to real, people who suffer from, from this to realize that, they, that it is, it, it's going to be in your, your entire life, but but just living it is it's it's worth it. Just being alive and, and trying to make the most of it. And I, I know some situations are really shitty, but 
you who no matter who you are there's there's potential there's potential for everyone out there for you to do to do what you want but it, but it takes work and and when i see people stuck in these ruts that i was stuck in dumping their issues on other people and ref- refusing to to do the dirty work and to to get themselves back up on their feet is it's frustrating and incredibly te- not terrifying but incredibly heartbreaking to watch because you know that that they they can do so much and and I knew and that's one thing that my friends always told me that that I was a hell of an athlete that that I would I could go to college and that I could be be on the radio and if I worked really hard I could I could do this as a profession and 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 that's what I want and that's what I wanted and that's what I still want and it and when you when you get in a rut like this it's it's really hard to get out of and it it, it takes a lot of time it it took me 3 almost 4 months to figure it out and 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 those 3 to 4 months sucked not going to lie I went through a lot of shit and 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 you're gonna you're going to also if if you're in this position too, and I know a lot of people are, and and it's it's not talked about enough. I mean, it, it, mental health, mental illness, it, it's out there. It's everywhere. I mean, it, it it has different degrees, but but it's it's out there, and and it needs to be addressed. It's a it's a significant issue, and. People need to stop just pushing it to the side because it it can kill you <laughs> wicked easily. Like wicked, wicked easily. It it can be just as dangerous as those diseases, as like cancer and and any any disease that can kill you. Really, it it it's it's just as dangerous and just as harmful. And and people need to realize that even though it's not a physical disease it can still kill you and it can still ruin your life if you let it but you you got to keep pushing and you can't you can't just let you can't give up because there's so much out there and we're all we're all never going to see everything and so we need to we need to get back out there after this and and make the most of it because ultimately that's what we're here for and and I really hope that that my story sort of if in any way helped and and I'm open to anything if anyone wants to talk I please let me know hit me up Um, I'll put my email in the in the description and and I'm I will always respond. Mental health and mental illness is is a huge part of my life and I highly, highly encourage people to donate money to it because the system is fucked. It, it's sitting in a in a room for, for three straight days when you're whether you're suicidal or just mentally insane, it, it it's not healthy. It, it 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 made the the problem worse, and and it needs to be fixed because 
yes, cancer and all of these things are, are harmful, just as harmful, but mental illnesses as well. And it's a widespread issue, not only throughout the United States, but throughout the world. And I hope that, 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 that my story and that everyone else, everyone else's stories that you hear, I, I know I, I was inspired to make this because of, of Kirk Menahan's podcast, Enough About Me. And it, it's out there. Even the most famous people, I mean, Kate Spade recently just killed herself because because of depression and and it needs to be addressed because it's out there and you can have the most perfect life and still not want to be here and 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 that's a shame but but ultimately everyone we want you here no matter how much someone dislikes you they they still want you here because you were brought into this world and and, and you're meant to stay here.